Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. ...has appointed a defender of Confederate statues to the state's historic resources board. Why a local mayor says stormproofing power lines could be way too costly, I'm Shana Stulen. The Dow fell a fraction of a percent for the week. The Nasdaq was down almost two. The Nationals having another rough game. 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Breaking news, at least 20 vehicles have crashed on I-90 in Montana. Authorities are calling it a mass casualty incident three miles west of Hardin. President Biden heads back to Washington tomorrow, wrapping up a four-day trip to the Middle East. Mr. Biden held a key meeting with the Saudi crown prince. More from CBS's Natalie Brand. President Biden greeted Saudi Arabia's crown prince with a controversial fist bump in Jeddah on Friday. But the president says he then pressed Mohammed bin Salman on the 2018 murder of Jamal Khashoggi, a critic of the royal family. He basically said that he uh, he, he was not personally responsible for it. I, I indicated I thought he was. Mr. Biden had previously denounced MBS after U.S. intelligence concluded he ordered the journalist's assassination. The U.S. Secret Service admits that some text messages around the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol may have been deleted. The House Committee investigating the riot is looking to find the messages. CBS's Scott McFarlane is following this. The inspector general is saying is that the messages were deleted after they were requested by the internal inspectors and internal auditors. In response, the Secret Service says they had a resetting of phones that had been ordered before the inspector general requested the messages. So they began the deletion process or at least the resetting process before the request was made. Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, has once again put a hole in President Biden's agenda. The senator told Majority Leader Chuck Schumer that he could not support a plan to fight climate change. CBS's Ed O'Keefe. You may remember that last year he single-handedly killed even more ambitious legislation that was going to have all sorts of other domestic priorities in it, but he scuttled it out of concern about the cost of it. This time he's saying he has concerns given the bigger-than-expected inflation report. President Biden has now told Democrats to quickly pass a pared-down economic package. More monkeypox vaccine doses are heading to the U.S. as the total number of cases has grown to more than 1,400. CBS's Tanya Rivera. Infectious disease specialist Dr. Celine Gounder says we need to do more to stop the spread. We could stamp out monkeypox still even now, but that would mean being much more aggressive about controlling it and really ramping up testing and vaccination. We now know how Ivana Trump, first wife of the former president, died. The medical examiner says she died from blunt impact injuries to her torso after a fall. Her death has been ruled an accident. Trump, the first wife of former President Donald Trump and the mother of his three eldest children, was found dead at her home yesterday. She was 73 years old. That's CBS Evening News anchor, Nora O'Donnell. 
This is CBS News. Find great hires fast with Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. 10.03 on WTOP, Friday evening, July 15th, 2022. 73 in Gaithersburg, a little rain in Chillum, Maryland tonight. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis for the top local stories we're following this hour. Maryland State Police are now being investigated over their hiring practices, with federal prosecutors and the Department of Justice doing the digging. WTOP's Kate Ryan has the story. The announcement from U.S. Attorney Eric Barron and Department of Justice officials in the Civil Rights Division did not say what triggered the investigation, but explained they'll be investigating whether the Maryland State Police engaged in racially discriminatory hiring and promotion practices. According to the release, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan and the Maryland State Police Superintendent were told about the investigation and have pledged their cooperation. Kate Ryan. WTOP News. Fairfax County police are now responding to a viral video that shows officers pointing guns at a teenager who was filming them during an arrest using a smartphone. Here's WTOP's Kyle Cooper tonight. Police Chief Kevin Davis says the viral video doesn't tell the whole story. In releasing officer body cam and other video, it appears to show the person who was videotaping was one of three people running away from an IHOP restaurant where an employee called out of fear of one of them maybe having a gun. There's an assumption that this person was a passerbyer. He was not a passerbyer. Um, there, there's an assumption maybe that, that this person had nothing to do with the gun call. Uh, he did. No gun was found. Davis says his officers did the right thing. No one has been charged, but the investigation continues, including the officer's response. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. 10.05. Protests against the overturning of Roe v. Wade began well before the ruling three weeks ago. After the decision was leaked early last month, demonstrators ramped up outside of Supreme Court justices' homes, many of which are in Montgomery County. There's been a push for county police officers to further protect the justices in their neighborhoods from protesters. Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones tells WTOP tonight security is their priority while protecting the First Amendment rights of the demonstrators. Jones says he will be cracking down on noise, which he says neighbors have been complaining about, extremely loud voices on megaphones, music that's blasting. Our approach hasn't changed. We are still providing support to the U.S. Marshals who are guarding the justices' homes. We are still checking on patrols, having our officers being in the area quite frequently. So we've not changed our direction as it relates to security as we are Again, as concerned about the security of the justices and the residents in that particular community. Montgomery County Police say they will enforce disorderly conduct laws. Tuesday's storm, of course, left tens of thousands of people without power around the region. One of the city's hardest hit was College Park. The mayor tells WTOP that storm-proofing power lines is not a viable solution for preventing future trouble. One million dollars a mile. That's what Mayor Patrick Woyan estimates it would cost to bury those power lines. He says the city just doesn't have the budget. And these storms, they're happening more frequently. Well, we used to consider a 50-year storm or a 100-year storm. Now seems to be happening every couple of years. But he does say Pepco has gotten much better about maintaining equipment, including trimming and removing trees. The derecho that happened, I think that was in 2013. That was a wake-up call to the utilities locally. Pepco says the storm impacted the power of over 41,000 people in their service area in D.C., Montgomery County, and Prince George's County. Shane Estulin, WTOP News. At last report, Pepco was working on outages affecting around 50 customers in the College Park area. 
Now in Bowie tonight, another part of Prince George's County, they say several hundred customers remain without power after the storms. The city says there are many downed trees, wires, and poles that all have to be cleaned up. They're hoping to get a lot of that done even tonight, but crews plan to finish the work tomorrow morning. And you can hear more from the mayor of College Park on the DMV Download podcast, including how the city is trying to keep rent affordable for all those college students. Coming up here on WTOP right after traffic and the weekend forecast, what happened to Secret Service text messages from January 5th and 6th of last year? We'll talk about the investigation with Scott McFarland of CBS News. Give us a few more minutes tonight. Going up? If so, you already know the International Union of Elevator Constructors Local 10. From Dulles Airport to the West Wing of the White House, IUEC Local 10 services the D.C. area's most important elevators, escalators, and moving walkways. With IUEC Local 10, you're getting extensively trained constructors from a federally registered national apprenticeship program. 